You're listening to Gifted with Sheila White, a podcast that will inspire you. Its purpose is to uplift and entertain creatives to pursue their passions through their gifts. Sheila White is a film and television producer, author, and entrepreneur. And in each episode, Sheila talks with gifted individuals about their journey and the lessons they've learned. It will also inspire you to make an impact, living your best purpose-driven life with clarity. And now, here's your host, Sheila White. Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is going to be an exciting, exciting show. I am so excited to have with me my guest on today. Um, I am just really, really, it's is going to be the over-the-top interview on today. So I want you to call a friend, grab a pen, and get ready to be inspired because we have with us today Gina and Hiram Walker, White, I'm sorry, White, and uh, my last name is White, so they're like cousins, but I am just over the top because these two individuals, they impact the world. These guys have knowledge and expertise. This couple is a power couple, and they are changing lives. They are going to inspire you today. They're going to motivate you today. So just get ready, get ready, get ready, because there's going to be a positive change going on over the air. You know what? These peak performers are individuals, and they specialize in strategic planning. Also, they specialize in leadership personal enrichment, stress management, and we know a lot of stress is going on today because of this pandemic and other issues. And so we're going to get into that. But they also talk about diversity, equality, and inclusion. Another thing that's needed in America and around the world. They are both authors and they are sought out speakers and presenters all over the world. And they have an exciting podcast that we're going to be talking about today called That Life. Love it, love it, love it. Please welcome my guests today, Gina and Hiram White. Welcome to the show, guys. Thank you so much for having us. Well, you know what? I, <laughs> you know, Gina, I just want to kind of jump right in this. I want to kind of start with you because um, there's so much I know that you guys have had to have to your backstory to go into this type of uh, ministry. I say ministry because you do a lot of different things and I know you're faith-based. So tell me a little bit about that life and what does it stand for and how do you use that podcast to be able to heal brokenness and trauma and also to transform the mindset because we know it's all about the mindset. So as you stated, we're faith-based, we are Christians, and we just believe that we were put here to live the abundant lives that God promised us, right? You know, so many people, like you said, are walking around broken and, you know, just not living out their purpose and not living the abundant lives that, you know, it's promised us as believers. And that's where that life comes in. It is a faith-based company. Uh, We are, you know, strategic um, transitional uh, strategists for transformation strategists. And we help people who are stuck or trying to get over that hump so that they can be healed, they can be transformed, you know, they can figure out um, direction so that they can live that life. That life stands for actually, it's T-H-A-T, life. Mm -hmm. And that means transformation, healed, it's transformed, healed, affirmed, triumphant life ultimately. And that's what we believe. We believe that You have to go through a transformation, a renewing of your mind 
You know, if you're going to make the decision to live that life, you have to be healed. You have so many areas in our lives and our hearts and our souls that need to be healed. And so from that point, you have to affirm, you know, that this is the direction I'm going. This is the life I'm seeking. Mm -hmm. And then after you've undergone those steps, not necessarily always in that order, but we believe those steps are what it takes to live the triumphant life that God has promised us. You know, so the bottom line is whatever it takes, transition in the mind. Um, You talk about the spiritual transition, which is really um, something that, you know, people don't think about. A lot of people don't think about it, especially if they're not a faith-based individual. Um, How do we address them having this type of transformation? Um, Because we know that God really transform our lives in all areas. But if they're not a faith-based individual, they don't believe in God or they're not that spiritual, how do you go about approaching it to help them understand that it is about, it's the mind and transformation has to happen from within out? How do you, how do you deal with a person that's not necessarily connected to a faith? Chris, when you say that, uh, we just talked about this on our season finale, I believe. And even with counseling and everything we do and in our public attire, people, what we tell people is through all things, Christ, Christ strengthens us. For us. For us. (laughs) And we make that known. (laughs) Christ strengthens us. We use Christ. We're not here to put Christ on anybody else or throw Christ to you. On, on our clients or on individuals, but we walk by faith and not by sight. So we make that very known. And so all of us need a self-worth, a self-value, a mm-hmm. high opinion of ourselves. And so that's what we're teaching, no matter what your faith or religion or no faith or no religion background is, all of us are aspiring to that better self and wealth health and mental. So it works. And once people understand just because we may use scripture, just because you know we may use uh scenarios or stories, that's what we need to help you get through. And, and one thing we, we learn is stories of the Bible, whether people know the Bible or not, mm-hmm. are still just stories. Yes. We are believers in storytelling. Yeah. And so like one of our episodes get off the boat. It's a good story, but some people don't realize it's really about Jesus and Peter. But they understand the dynamics of getting out of a certain situation. Getting out of your comfort zone. Yeah, Mm. walking on faith. So that's how it works, and we use it. And it's a lot of people that are not Christians or not walking by faith, but they understand our theories and our methods. And I that, would say too, I'm mm-hmm. sorry. Go Sheila. ahead. Go ahead, honey. I would say too, um, we make it very plain. That's one of the things that we do as well. We have a class that's called Iron Sharpens Iron. Yes. And it's coaching. And we, you know, work with a lot of ministers and ministry leaders in that. But our niche is in that is making scripture relevant for today. You know, speaking to today's audience, reaching the millennial to, you know the mothers of the church. Mm. And so it's making scripture, just making it plain and relevant. And I think that we specialize in that. So in that, you know, a lot of people, whether they're familiar with the Bible Mm. or they're not, they're able to really get it in a way that's relevant to them. 
And then also, you know, although we're faith-based, mm-hmm. we have a lot of um, professional training. And Hiram is an actual counselor. <laughs> um, he, he's a professor of psychology. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, with that experience and that training that he has, he can speak to anyone um, on these subjects, you know. The spirituality part, I like to see it as just a bonus because mm-hmm. that's just a part of who we are. Mm-hmm. But he's actually educated and trained in that field. Wow. That is so exciting because there are so many people that are looking for so many things. A lot of them are looking for love in all the wrong places and all the wrong faces. And they don't know the true source to be plugged yes. in and tapped in to the higher power, number one, as you mentioned. But I like the fact that you can reach them wherever they're at, wherever they're at. Um, whether they're a person that believes in in God or 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 Jesus or faith or something, because of the background that you guys have together, you're able to reach them. You're able to reach across the table, connect with them, and still provide the help that they need to get them through. Because we know in a world with change, complexity, overwhelming competition. People, at the end of the day, we know they need Jesus, but they may not know yes. that. But because of your background, as not only as a minister, but the psychology background you have and the background that you are as a counselor, you can kind of go in there and deep dive and pull out what you need out of your toolbox, Hiram, to be able to get to the source, to get to the problem. And I really, really love that because some people are one-dimensional. You know, some even churches and ministers, they can pray for you all day, but they don't know how to connect with you when you have a deeper problem. It's a psychological problem that you have. And they don't know that because of the trauma that you might have gone through as a child that is affecting your behavior and your mindset, how do you break those ties? And so by you having that strong, uh, you know, psychology background, um, you can kind of go in there, deep dive, find that problem, then on a bonus side, be able to pray for them, pray them through so they can get a real breakthrough. So I love that. That's that is really awesome. That's what's needed. Uh, we need more individuals. We need more power couples. I'll say it like that. We need more <laughs> power couples that are not just on the spiritual side, but I think they need to be also on the um on the mental side, have those 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 tools that can really, really help people because I know there's some people they'll get in a in a prayer line. And they're getting prayed for for the same issues over and over again. And there's some things going on that needs to be addressed. And a lot of the clergy, they don't know how to go in there and address those issues. And so the person comes back again, or they're just having a reoccurrence of a horror story, you know, and they don't know how to get out of that. So I do like that fact. Iron sharpens iron. Um, That is definitely, definitely something that's needed to help us. Now, with the pop culture, I know you guys talk keep connected to um, the youth and young people and things that are going on in our world. Let's talk a little bit about the pop culture, how it's transforming the youth, the minds of, of people today. Um, even people in the church are affected by pop culture. Some of them know more about maybe what Beyonce says than they could find a scripture in the Bible. Where's John saying in the Bible? So let's talk a little bit about pop culture and how it affects, Hiram, the minds of not only the youth, but just the adults in general, the people in general. Uh, I would start with, and again, gives a good scenario, BMS. Mm-hmm. And, you know, people could say what they want about BMS and you know, he's out there or was out there. He had the young people and all of this, but he really 
had an understanding of spirit in God, mm-hmm. even though he struggled mm-hmm. with addiction to himself, he knew God. And mm-hmm. so that's where we find many people like that even in this culture, they're struggling with something. And they know God, but can't get in touch with themselves. Mm-hmm. And this is where we come in as you said, the power couple or that life where we one thing I like to say is we meet people where they are. Yes. Mm-hmm. So we're able to deal with pastors, apostles, ministers, 60, 70, 80 years old, and meet them on a level. But we're also able, we was just with a group of young people this weekend at 20, 25, Mm. and meet them where they are, and everybody still walks away feeling transformed, healed, affirmed, and triumphant when they leave because we just have conversation. Mm-hmm. You know, I say I can find a scripture for anything. Mm-hmm. You know, we were talking about baby mama drama. I said, <laughs> hey, I'll give you, you know, we'll talk about Elkanai and Hannah and Penina. Mm-hmm. You know, I can give you, if you're talking about blended families, let's, you know, we talked about that. Let's go to the book of Ruth. So I can, you know, I think that's our niche. I talked about iron sharpens iron. Mm-hmm. And we really, really enjoy that because what we found is we've been able to, help ministry leaders um, really find the bridge between Mm -hmm. making ministry relevant. Because like you said, you have a generation that they know more of what's going on, Mm -hmm. you know, with the celebrities and um, on reality TV, you know, Mm -hmm. than they know about, you know, important topics in the world or about the Bible. And I think we have, we've really learned and mastered how to bridge that gap. we talked about on our podcast, the That Life podcast, mm-hmm. you know, we've discussed um, the George Floyd uh, verdict. You know, that was that was something that, you know, we don't shy away from the things that are going on in the world. You know, no matter how heavy they are, no matter, you know, um, how relevant they may seem to an older generation, we know that we have to reach everyone. You mm-hmm. know, um, I was talking to a group of young people a couple of weeks ago. And, you know, I know that they love these new young artists like Lil Baby. <laughs> and I said, listen, Lil Baby has a song with Kirk Franklin. Have you guys heard that song? You need to try that out. Right. And so I was, you know, they're like, what do you mean? And so I was introducing them to that because I think, you know, we have to do that. We have to mm-hmm. find things that interest them, but mm-hmm. still, you know, gives them a really important message. Right. So that's what we strive to do. And, you know, it's really interesting because in this this pandemic era that we're still in, coming out of it, I understand, but stress, you know, the stress management part of it, you know, you have moms at home that are just not wanting to be with their children, not only homeschooling their children or educating their children at home, they just don't want to be with them all day, you know? And then you got husbands and wives that are thrown together. They have to work together in the same environment for, you know, eight hours or more. And they're used to being gone all day and coming home. So now we're, we're getting back to the basics, back to the family where they're back home again together. And But this also brings up a lot of stress, you know? And I know that right now, 
Um, they're saying statistics have been kind of high with, you know, child abuse and, and, you know, wife abuse, husband abuse, just in general, because even the dog doesn't want to walk seven times in a day. You know, everybody wants to get out and get some fresh air. So how do you deal with the stress of all of the things that are still going on? You mentioned George, George Floyd. There are still people upset about things going on on one side or another. Um, there are still people that are upset about the political climate that we're in. It's not settled. You can't just sit at the dinner table on a holiday and talk about the politics of today because you have a divided families over these mm -hmm. types of things. How do you deal with the stress of trying to just have the family together or just be co-workers with all of these stressful situations that are constantly in the news that People just walk in, you're not even thinking about it, and somebody will just say something. You have to react. How do you deal with that? Well, I think one thing we, we this year or year and a half has taught us, as you say, the divorce rates have went up. Uh, you know, they, don't, they don't like each other for more than four hours a day. Because the reality is you go to work, you come home at five, six, seven, you go to sleep, and 10, 11, so you really only spent four hours with these families, and now you had to social disparate everywhere else, but the people in your house, and we found out, and I don't want to say I don't like you, mm. what really happened is I don't know you. Wow. Say that yeah. again, Hiram. That is important. Not that I don't like you. Mm. The reality is I don't know you. Mm -hmm. And so communication is key. And, and we, we talk about that need because you have to learn to communicate with each other. And here, I, I do something for my, my couples where they take a pen and they set the time for 15 minutes and the one just talks for 15 minutes and the other one listens without a rebuttal afterwards. They just walk away because we need to start hearing what we like, hearing what we desire, hearing how my day was. We are people that move so fast and we're doing so many things. We got to run here, we got to run here. We get married and then when people change in a relationship, we're not used to that. But what is we never saw the change. We never noticed. Mm -hmm. So we have to start communicating to learn each other and know each other. And then, you know, you could be like us that when we social distance, we don't want the world to open up. We want to stay closed up. <laughs> I want to alter myself. This is beautiful, but that's just me. But it, it made me really learn her because we couldn't deal with anybody. Mm. That's right. We have a podcast episode called um, A Never-Ending Conversation. Mm. And in that episode, we talk about different types of communication. Okay. And it was especially important during this time of social distancing and quarantining. And mm -hmm. we talk about how couples can use these different types of communication to, you know, get to know each other and, and really know what's going on with your partner and with your children, but then also to make plans and preparations for the family mm -hmm. and things like that. And so, yeah, we do believe in communication and really just having conversations. Um, that is, what how our relationship started and that is what we you know we share on our podcast we're really just sharing our conversation and once we do that once we do that that i won't say eliminate 
but it pulls down the stress mm. because sometimes the stress is the unknown. Yes. Mm. It's, and I tell people all the time, we have hidden stress. Mm. When we're running before 2020, we were running. We were still having stress. We just didn't have time to deal with it. Yeah. In 2020, right. we had to, we had to face it. We had to deal with it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so now, once we start communicating and talking and hearing, it kind of downplays the stress. And instead of me dealing with something on my job or dealing something with my parents or something I'm personally going through, I can talk to my better half on it. And now we deal with it together. We shouldn't have to carry the load along. Mm. You know, communication, that's so key. And I'm wondering, what is your thoughts? You know, let's talk a little bit about the political climate. Um, Go back a few months, more than a few months, go back to January of what happened with the insurrection. Um, Do you think people were not just, I mean, there was a message that was communicated on one side or on another, but do you think that we're hearing each other, that we're really hearing each other? Because to this day, there's still a great divide with the communication. People aren't listening, like you said. They're not hearing each other. They're not really talking. They're talking at each other. And like you said, this is a time where we're able to connect, you know, back again. We can get plugged in, you know, instead of being plugged with what they call the plug-in drug, which is a television, we can plug into each other. We can plug into spirit and listen. And do you think that that situation, um, people just were not being heard or not communicating certain messages and that's why things kind of happen. What are your thoughts on that situation? I'll be honest. I think that with, you know, January 6th, I think that people were listening. I think that the things that they were listening to were just untrue, you know, and when you, Hiram always says faith comes by hearing. Mm. And he says, you know, that's good things and that's bad things. Mm -hmm. If you tell someone something enough, they will start to believe it, Mm. you know, and even if it's something negative and we've seen it with people with self-esteem issues, right? If someone continues to tell them, you know, you're not worth anything, you'll never amount to anything, they will start to believe that. And that's why it's so important to communicate positive things and to uplift people and say things that are edifying, right? Because faith does come by hearing. Wow. And so I think with January 6th, I think that people were listening. Um, It's just that some people, you know, believed some of the untruths that were told. Mm -hmm. Others, you know, chose to see uh, what was real and what was not. And so, you know, I think what needs to happen is we need to have honest communication. Okay. You know, we need to be honest with the state of our country and where we are, we need to be honest with the history of our country. You know, the more we try to cover things up and deny or try to sweep things under the rug by not talking about it, not teaching about it, you know, it's going to make it harder for us to move forward. And Mm. you said a good thing. We're so divided. You know, Mm. Um, this is the perfect time to have some of these conversations, you know, as opposed to some of the steps that I've seen taken or seen some of the leaders talk about mm. taking, you know, some of um, the history out of the schools and things like that. You know, if we're going to communicate, we have to be honest. If you're going to your therapist, you can talk to your therapist all day. But if you are not being honest yes. with that therapist, they cannot fully help you. Mm. They just can't. So it has to be honest communication. We have to be honest with 
what is going on, what has happened in the past. You know, I'm I'm happy to see people are talking about Tulsa, mm. you know, and the massacre there. I, I'm happy about that. But, you know, we have to take as a country, you know, I still seen where there's not, you know, 100% accountability for that. And so we're just starting to really open that conversation. That's a good thing, but we have to be honest about wow. the damage that that did. You know, Hiram, let's talking about that, staying right there on that subject. Um, you as a male, has there been any type of, uh, you know, prejudices or discrimination you as a professional in your life um, growing up? Um, is there a story that you can recount, account to help people to understand that this is something that's going on. A lot of people are experiencing things in the news every day. But is there a personal story that you can relate to what Gina just said to help people understand the the the, the passion and understand what a person goes through that experiences this type of uh, inequality or discrimination? I think awareness is what comes to mind. And again, it goes back to communication. What's sad to say, you know, for me is we, as my family or church or different things growing up, it's like we made it. We were doing something. If we made it to middle class or, you know, we could go to the schools, we kind of desire. We made it so we didn't have those conversations of slavery or even civil rights to the degree that I thought we should have. And look what happened. Look what happened. Look what's going on January 6th, as you mentioned. It's sad to say that mm. history is repeating itself. And I just believe if we don't start making our children's children's children aware, less knowing even other people and other people's children aware, we could be right back mm. into a Holocaust or a slavery before we, because we did not teach them where we came from. So nothing against my parents, my uncles, my pastors, or anything before. But for me, I wish I would have known you. I wish it would have been a conversation. And we should not allow schools to just give us everything. Mm. Wow. Let's talk about that a little bit. How can we create generational wealth? I know that you mentioned Tulsa. And that was at a time when when um, a lot of people were prospering in the African-American community. How today, what type of messages, what things can we do to help create generational wealth for the youth today and the young people and families? Well, our definition of generational wealth, again, we have a podcast episode about this, but mm -hmm. for us, creating generational wealth, number one, goes hand in hand with breaking generational curses. Wow. Um, because we and just... That's you got to understand. That's part of the being transformed. Yes. Okay. you you got to really create something. You know, even when you go out to... You, you like to plant, you know... I'm seeds. a gardener. So you have to till the soil. <laughs> yes. You have to break up some things and get rid of the weeds <laughs> and the different things before you can lay good seeds. Mm -hmm. I mean... You know, we keep going Bible, but to lay <laughs> good seeds on, you got the first time. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so that's one of the things that you have to do. And that's what we don't want to do mm. is we don't want to break up or talk about the past, the dysfunctions that we have made. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry, so, yeah, we, you know, it reminds me of, you know, Iyala always says, do your work. 
Mm. And so I tell people that that transform, heal, affirm part, that's really just you doing your work so that you can get to the triumphant part. But for us, you know, you have to break generational curses because we feel that as much as you create generational wealth, Mm -hmm. you know, in the financial sense and in other sense, because we've expanded it to go beyond financial, Mm -hmm. it's not going to be uh, beneficial for you if you're still dealing with some of these cycles of dysfunction, right? So you're not going to be able to enjoy it. You're not going to be able to really get the benefit of the wealth that you're creating Mm. if you're not breaking these curses. And so for us, that goes hand in hand. And then when we think about creating generational wealth, obviously we are, it's very important to us on the financial side to do that. Mm -hmm. And we've made steps for our family, you know, when it comes to education and, you know, retirement and saving and investing, all those things. But we believe it's just as important to um, plant good seeds in Mm -hmm. other people, you know, because a lot of times. We believe that this extends to your community, Mm. to, you know, children that may be around you, because a lot of times you can only go so far when it comes to finances, you know, um, planting those seeds into other people. Yes, you can help others financially, but more so what you can do is knowledge that you've gained, right? Wisdom from your experiences. Mm -hmm. You can be a good example to other people. And when you do that, when you take time with other people, it, it can be as simple as for me. Like Hiram said, I am a gardener. So I have a garden, Mm -hmm. you know, where I have fruits, vegetables, herbs, things like that. If I take the time to teach two children that Mm -hmm. and they learn to do that, they can now go on and provide something for their family. Right. And they can teach their children how to produce food. Things like that is more important to us when we think about creating generational wealth. Mm -hmm. It's more than just finances. Wow. Is there anything? That you is, know, just our experience, you know, the, the, the things we've overcome, the things we've learned, our struggles. Mm. So those types of things. One thing I would just add, I'm talking about that or your girl talk, is the tennis player who financially doesn't have any issues, mm-hmm. but mentally does. Yeah. And you have to be brave, no matter where you are, no matter how high you are, to take a mental time out. Mm-hmm. We've been teaching self-care. We're really yeah. big advocates for that. Mm-hmm. And just mental health in general, especially in the Black community. We're really passionate about that. That's so important. You know, there, I think there's a scripture that says, break up the folly ground. You know what I'm saying? Something Because you have to get in there and get to the root. If you can get to the root of the problem, um, then you can understand. You Getting to the root, then you understand what's going on with the fruit. Because a lot of times there's a problem at the root, the base level. And people aren't dealing with it. And so that root thought, those root behaviors of why they're doing what they're doing, the behavior is the fruit. That's why they act the way they act. You know, people talk about, you know, their children, they don't understand them. They're acting like this person or that person and, you know, blaming mm-hmm. it on their, their husband and their 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 dad that's not in the home anymore. Or you're acting crazy, but it's just dealing with the with the root of the problem, getting to the heart of it. And I love the fact of how even, you know, Christ dealt with the root so that he can understand, so the root can be changed, so the fruit can be changed. And I think that's transformation, which brings me to a point about the church today, because a lot of churches, there's so much entertainment going on. There's a lot of things that are are going on in a lot of churches that are distracting. And people come for the music or they're coming for um, social, to be socializing, you know, events and things like that. And 
what do you think is the role of the church with all this mental health issue things going on? Um, not just talking about the pandemic, but a lot of people don't want to go to church because they're talking about there's hypocrites in the church. And so they don't want to go there anymore. And and uh, especially with young people, the numbers are kind of high where they're not going. So what is, in your opinion, is the church's role with the mental health issue and some of the things that we talk about, the social, the political, should that be brought up in the church or should it just be something at home or something outside of the church? I think that the church, I think the church has a responsibility okay. to, you know, just be real mm. and be honest about things because you mentioned mental health. Yes. You know, a lot of times I've heard people say, you know, growing up, all I need is Jesus and my mama. Like I don't <laughs> need, <laughs> a, you know, a psychiatrist or a therapist or anything like that. And I think we have to break that stigma. Wow. I really do. I think that you know, as much as prayer is important, and I believe in the power of prayer. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I'm a part of an intercessory prayer a ministry. And so I really do believe in the power of prayer. But I know that God gave us, you know, professionals for a reason. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think the church has a responsibility to say, we're not just going to pray everything away. We're going to put faith and works together. Mm-hmm. We're going, you know, we're going to encourage you to go and get the help that you need, the professional help. And we're going to pray and believe God that you're going to be transformed. You're going to be delivered. You're going to be healed. You know, but I think we have a responsibility. Back in the day, churches were at the forefront of like Mm. the civil rights movement. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Right. Yes. And so we have a responsibility to get involved again with our community and what's going on. When we see young people out here dying in the streets the way that they are dying. We have a responsibility Mm. to step up and get out there and and prayer. Listen, I said, I'm for prayer. Mm -hmm. Why don't we go stand on the street corners and prayer? Let's stand there and pray until they get tired of us and they go in the house. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yes. Yes. So I I just think that we have a responsibility to be real Mm. about what's going on and to be accountable because you mentioned that too. Mm -hmm. You mentioned that people are, especially young people feel like, you know, they're hypocrites. Mm. Let's be real and let's be accountable. And let's say the church is for people that know that we are imperfect. Mm. We know we need him every second, every minute, every hour. And that's why we're there. Mm. One thing I just want to add to that, that's faith by our iron sharpened iron is so important. It Mm -hmm. is for really for leadership of the church Mm -hmm. because I feel, we feel that the leaders you know, I, I don't want to misquote this, how you say this. We're, There's a disconnect. But it's their yeah. leading past their season. Mm-hmm. They yeah. the they, <laughs> God called you to lead. And I don't take that from anybody in any type of role. Mm-hmm. But then when God tells you it's time to hand up a time, we don't hear that message. Like Moses and, and Joshua. You're, <laughs> yeah, you're still trying to lead mm. past our season. And so that's wow. one, another one of the issues, because if you're doing that, like Saul, God has withdrawn his spirit from mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. And if, if God has done that, your flock will perish because they don't, God is not with them because you're still trying to go on your own now and not using God. The next thing is with iron sharpened iron is we help you connect biblically, spiritually mm-hmm. with the word of God that you don't have to do so much theatrics in the church. Mm-hmm. One thing that I told Gina, and I said all the time, I love Bible class. I love Bible class. When you can get in the Word of God, 
it's harder to me than a Sunday worship service mm. because it's a reality. Mm-hmm. It's dealing with or teach of the same job. You can teach me every week. Let not mm. your heart be troubled. You know wow. why? Because every day, every week, something could come to steal, kill, or destroy. That's right. Yeah. That's right. That's that, true. You know, as a professional, um, you're a professional counselor. Do you find that a lot of people are shamed to come for counseling, to come to get the help that they may know there's a counselor, they know they can go to a person that is in the yellow pages or a referral. But do you find that people, especially in the African-American community, find that there's a stigma associated with just going outside of the house, telling someone, we've got a problem, um, you know, this something is, is is troubling me, and they don't want to deal with that? Is Do you find that there's a stigma kind of attached to that, where um, it's culturally, people don't feel it's acceptable, you're crazy, if you have to go talk to someone, what is your exactly. thoughts on that? That, that, that I mean, word. I mean, that's what they tell us. Uh, again, we, you know, I deal with referrals and all different types of counseling that we need to do or referring people to. And that's literally the first thing they say is, I'm not mm. crazy. But mm. what's so funny to me about that is that yet we will get on social media and get all our issues. <laughs> I, I, it's, it's confusing to but me. But when it's time to see a professional, yes. we go back to that, oh, we've all heard this before. What yeah. goes on in this house stays, stays in this, in this house. house. And yeah. we have to break that. That's mm. another generational mm. curse. Yeah. You know, a cycle of dysfunction that we have to break because a lot of people are walking around with childhood trauma mm. and they're broken and PTSD because of things that they weren't even allowed to express. Yeah. You know? So one, one thing I do say to people, even with me, counseling is like dating or a relationship. You may go to the first or second one and you don't click. So I don't want you to force anything. Mm-hmm. But there are many out there. Mm-hmm. There are many therapists, different types of therapists. Continue to search one, get consultations. Though it takes time. Yeah. It usually takes two to three sessions to build a trust in a relationship now. Just because of the first one, don't play. Right. Give them two or three sessions. Okay. Honestly, give them two or three sessions and see. And if that don't work, ask them for a referral to someone else or just mm-hmm. find someone else. And we have to quit thinking they have to look like you. Wow. Say that it's again. Nice, help people to understand but they don't that. Have to look like you. Right. Uh, to help you. From another country, another culture, just go where you can go to get the help. Yes. You know, exactly. go where you'll grow. And then bloom where you've been planted, so to speak, you know, you know, people that are dealing with um, that may have gotten off off track. You know, they're dealing with maybe self-esteem issues, which is a mental health issue, too. Um, It's not as bad as an addiction, possibly. But what do you tell people that, you know, they're going through something and it's just it could be just a self-esteem issue, which in their mind is not that bad, but it's really affecting their life, their world and all of their affairs. How do you deal with that issue, that mental? Because there's a lot of people out there um, that are listening and they think, well, it's not so bad, but it affects their performance in a lot of areas. So how do we address that? Well, we we deal with that in our jobs often. And, you know, people get stuck. They Mm. really get stuck in their life or their career. And really, we like have to go in with the power of words and motivate them and inspire them 
why people get stuck. Mm. You send it because they don't they don't have a self worth or self value, or you know they may be the first one to ever make this type of job or make this type of money, and so they feel like they made it. But we got to reach higher heights and deeper depths. Mm. And you know, I look at my life. I said all the time, I definitely didn't see this for myself. But I'm a believer in Jeremiah 29, 11. Mm. God knew the plans he had for me. Yes. And I just had to surrender and say, take me where you will have me to go. Mm. And that's what a lot of people have to do. You know, you have to just keep walking with God and in faith and value yourself. Uh, Gina used the imposter syndrome. Mm. Yes, <laughs> that's, you know, that's a big one. <laughs> when, uh, well, explain that. Yeah, explain what that so, is. <laughs> Imposter syndrome is, you know, we have a lot of people that are accomplished. You know, you look at them and you say, you've accomplished so much, you know, and you just think that they're amazing. And the whole time they're sitting there thinking at any moment, someone's going Mm. to figure out that I don't have a clue. Like, I don't know. I don't belong here. I don't know what I'm doing here. I don't deserve this. You know, Mm -hmm. how did I get here? And a lot of people struggle with imposter syndrome, just feeling like, do I measure up? Mm. You know, I'm in this role, but do I really measure up? Mm-hmm. And just feeling like at some point, someone's going to figure out mm-hmm. that, you know, I really don't know what what I'm doing here. Mm. Um, but but you know what? That comes with us using the power of words to build self-worth wow. and to help people understand. And that's really, you know, that life, we're transformation strategists, but we do it through the power of words. And for us, again, Everything that we do, the way that we're able to help other people, we do it through Christ, you know, mm. who strengthens us, that gives us the idea. And so as believers, we know that God created everything with words, right? He yes. spoke things into existence. And so it was. And that is really all that we do, you know, in our speaking when we're out and we're, you know, doing keynote, we're keynote speakers and we're doing trainings. Everything that we do, the strategies that we give people, the coaching that we do, it's through the power of words. And so if you can, we'll help you identify what the problem is, the strategy that we're going to give you. If you can speak that thing, you can make it happen. If you can identify it and speak it, it will come to fruition. And we simply use the power of words and strategy to do that. And that's living that life. <laughs> that yes. is living that life. Love that, love that, because this is about uh, your organization, No Limits. I mean, you're just taking the limits off of people in so many areas. And and I love the fact that, um, like I said, you can reach across the table and help anyone with any problem that they may have, not only just a self-esteem problem that we talked about, but if it's a trauma that they may have dealt with uh, different types of issues um, that's going on. I mean, people have more issues than Scott Roll tissues nowadays because of things mm-hmm. happening. And so you guys are are the solution and not a part of the problem. And I love that. And I love the fact Thank that you. you're faith-based and doing it God's way. You know, you guys are angels in the outfield out there. And so I just want you to know, guys, you have got to live that life. This is a couple that is just pulling all the stops out, making a difference out there in the community, in the lives that they touch. And it's so much needed for such a time as this. You guys are are the people for this hour, for this time. And I know that you're, you're very much God sent. And I'm just really excited. I want you guys to tune into that live podcast that comes on every week. Um, it's really, really awesome. They're talking about so many different subjects, 
things that, that are relevant to today and in, in, in the world in which we live. Uh, we're just about almost out of time, but I want you guys to tell the audience how to get a hold of you guys if they want more information, want more knowledge or wisdom of how to get unstuck. How do they get a hold of you guys? So you can email us at live that life now at gmail.com. You can like and follow us on social media on Instagram and Facebook at live that life now on Twitter at live that life now 20 and on YouTube that life. Also, like you mentioned, our podcast that life is streaming on all major platforms. Mm. We drop new episodes every Wednesday. We are just about finished with season one and we are preparing for season two, which will premiere in October. Awesome. 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 So you guys don't have to live in a state of denial, believing that you're ineffective or inefficient. You can live that life. And that's what is so excited. I'm just so thankful to you guys for you know being here and being our guest today. Um, if you did not hear this entire broadcast, please visit our website for more updates, more information. You can find out more about Gina and Hiram White on our website. Uh, just leave a comment at www.roadtoeternity.net. And remember that you are uniquely designed and strategically gifted. I just want to thank our guest again for just being here. You guys are making a difference. You guys rock and you're making, you're keeping things going. You're keeping us alive. We need to hear more about not just that life, but about the things that you're doing to affect the community. People need your help. And the main thing about it is you guys are pointing them in a direction where there is help, which is Jesus Christ. And so that is awesome. So Hiram, can you just say a prayer for those out there that may be going through something? They may not think that they're at the end of their rope. They don't know how to tie that knot and hold on. They don't know which way to go, which way to look. Can you just say a prayer to a hurting heart out there, someone that's maybe having a mental issue, that may be not having a good day? Speak into the life of someone out there that needs to know that someone cares, most of all, that Jesus cares. I am the living God, most holy and everlasting God. Father, we come. We come to say thank you. We thank you for your son, Jesus. We thank you for the precious gift of the Holy Ghost. We thank you for continuing to shine your light on us. And Father, while I'm praying today, I'm praying not for myself, but I'm praying for those that have ears to hear what the Spirit has to say. You said in your word that we should let not our hearts be troubled. Somebody may be listening to this right now and has a troubled mind, have a troubled heart, that may be going through something. Mm -hmm. I want you right now, even if they don't believe, for my faith, Lord God, heal and recover. Somebody may be going for a transformation. You said in your word, be transformed by the renewing of the mind. Let old things pass away and let new things come into those that are listening today, Lord God. Bless them, encourage them, mount them up as, as eagles with wings to fly over whatever may be bound in them. You are a God that is able to do exceedingly, mm. abundantly. You are omnipresent, omnipotent. You can do anything but fail. You are the same God that told legions come out of that day. And today, whatever devil spirit, whatever evil spirit that came to steal, kill, and destroy, as they hear my voice, I ask that the many spirits who come 
help of those that are going through, that are dealing with PTSD, that are dealing with all types of bipolars and stresses that don't know if they're having a day or a moment. Father, bless and heal the minds of your people and the hearts of your people that they may walk right, that they may live right, that they may know you, that they may say hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus, that they may come into the understanding that you are God and God alone, that you are Jehovah Jireh, that you are our provider. Do it for us right now, Lord God. And while I'm yet praying, bless Sheila White and her ministry, Lord God. Bless her business, bless her podcast. Continue to stand in the gap with her and intercede for those that she uh, has power over and that those that hear her, that they may be renewed in the mind. These and many blessings we ask in your holy and righteous name. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Amen. Amen. All right. You have been listening to Gina and Hiram White. They are using their gifts to impact the world. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you, Gina and Hiram. We'll see you again. Got to have you guys back because there's so many topics and so many things that we didn't even get a chance to touch on. But I just want to thank you again for being our guest today and just keep on keeping on. K-O-K-O. Keep on keeping on. We'll see you guys next time. Thank you for having us. Thank you for listening to Gifted with Shite. We hope you understand how your gifts can make an impact on the world. Gifted with Sheila White is produced by Road to Eternity, a film and television production company. Imagine yourself being pampered from head to toe, surrendering to the aromas of sweet serenity. Welcome to Libby's Soaps and Candles. Your destination for comfort and relaxation begins here. Visit us at libbyssoapsandcandles.com to learn more about our exotic products.